Hill in downtown St. Cloud. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Jay. All right, Jim. So uh, the Timberwolves last night, they blow out the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas play without Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. Uh, but yet, Wolves still with a dominating performance. Uh, your thoughts on that Wolves win? Took a while to get going, but in all, what we've seen is the last two games, their defense has been spectacular. Holding Oklahoma City under 100 on the road. Excuse me. And then, uh, you know, they got off to a slow start offensively yesterday, but their defense kind of kept them in the game, and they blew them out in the in second half. Uh, Anthony Edwards really didn't assert himself much in terms of scoring, but he played great defense. Uh, Gobert was dominant, uh, especially when it looked like that game might be more of a challenge than they wanted it to be. He really asserted himself. Uh, you know, they got Con- they have Conley back now. Uh, just, you know, a good check mark win. I mean, they, they beat a team without their stars. They should win that game. But, you know, it's it's one of those mental challenges of the 82-game season. You come off a big win on the road. You come home. You got to run all your errands. You're probably a little tired from travel. You're playing a team that's hard to get up for. Um, so they did more than enough to, to make it an easy victory and get their bench guys in, which is what they want this time of year. Yeah, and, uh, you know, 34 and 14, and uh, we expect that we're going to see some Timberwolves players selected to the All-Star team. And uh, if they uh, end up finishing with the best record at the break, does that mean that the coaching staff then would then go and coach one of the teams in the All-Star game? Boy, you know, I haven't, I've had, it's, I've never had to check on that before. Uh, I, I don't know what the NBA system is. I'll have to look that up and give you an answer. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's the way it works, but I hadn't really thought about it since uh, 20, you know, 2003, 2004. Um, I do think that uh, Edwards, Gobert, and Towns are all deserving all-stars. Um, and I think Chris Finch should be right up there in the uh, coach of the year uh, conversation. Uh, it's been that kind of a year, you know, for – it's not – no NBA team has a perfect season. This team has had lulls. They've had bad losses. They all do. But in general, you know, here we are, February, and they have, they have the best record in the Western Conference. It's it's amazing. You know, and I, I saw that uh, Joel Embiid got injured, and I believe it's – you have to play at least 65 games to be eligible to be a candidate for MVP. Uh, do you think that's yes. a good number? <sighs> There are so many rules in our lives and in sports that are well-intentioned and make logical sense and have unintended consequences. Um, It makes sense. This is the NBA's way of saying, hey, you want to be a superstar? You want to be treated like a superstar? You got to play. You got to cut down on your load management games. Uh, But then you have a star who wants to be the MVP, is in line to be the MVP, and he plays through an injury trying to reach that 65-game status, and he re-injures himself. That's terrible for the league. That's the unintended consequence. Um, so I can't say it's a great rule. Uh, I don't want to see Joel Embiid out there playing on a bad leg and injuring himself and taking one of the great stars and great personalities in the game off the board. So, uh, you know, I'm. I, 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 it, it's a logical, like so many rules, it's a logical rule, and it doesn't seem to work very well. Uh, Jim, as far as uh, players getting selected, do you think that all three of those Wolves players you mentioned, Gobert, Edwards, and Towns, could they get three guys in? I don't know. Um, you know, the league is stacked with stars, and you know that 
Doncic, you know, that Doncic is going to be there. You know, Jokic is going to be there. You know, that LeBron's going to be there. You know, Anthony Davis is going to be there. You know, SGA is going to be there. You know, Durant's going to be there. I mean, we're running out of space here, right? Um, I think all three are deserving. I think all three have played like all-stars. Um, and you never know. Maybe maybe somebody's hurt. Maybe somebody doesn't want to go to the game. I don't know uh, what the deal is going to be. I, I don't know who's going to get in. I just think those three are all deserving. Jim, they go for women's basketball team last night. They lose to Penn State 80-64. to um, I see Mara Brown didn't play. Is she out with injury? Uh, yeah, she hurt herself. And by the way, it is the uh, coaches with the best records in the conference, at least if my source here is correct, who will coach the All-Star game. So we could see Chris Finch there. Um, Mara Brown injured herself two games ago. She landed on a uh, player's foot, uh, injured her foot. She's out basically for the season. They said indefinitely, it looks like for the season. And they played without her last night, and it did not go well. Penn State is really good. It's playing at their best right now, and they won easily. Um, Shanae Sanders ended up ended up uh, stepping into the starting lineup. She scored well, didn't do a whole lot of other things. But, you know, with Mara out there, they always have the threat of the three-point shot. They always have the ability to hit three-point shots. Without her, they were more of a pick-and-roll, two-point, get-in-the-paint team. The offense actually functioned pretty well, but they only made 10 of 20 free throws. They had 15 turnovers. Um, You know, if they make five more free throws and they have five fewer turnovers, then maybe it's a game in the fourth quarter. But they didn't do those things. Amaya Battle had a lot of turnovers playing without her buddy. Um, So it's not going to be easy for them to, you know, finish the season the way they wanted without their best player. Yeah, that's that's certainly disappointing. Uh, I also saw that... uh, um Adrian Peterson's daughter, who is uh, playing at Providence Academy as an eighth grader, has been offered a scholarship by the Gopher Women's Basketball Program. Um, and uh, Chad Greenway's daughter, Madeline, is uh, playing for that team as well, and she's a sophomore. Um, boy, Providence Academy has some uh, young, talented players. Yes, and, uh, you know, Chad Greenway, we've had him on the Dawn of Sports show uh, talking about his daughter and women's sports. Uh, he goes to every one of those games. He's, you know, I, I, my friends who go to a lot of high school games, including Dawn and John Malay, see him at all the games. Uh, Andre Yak is you know, the founder of Minnesota Aurora, is close with Chad. And they're always telling me, yep, tested Chad last night. Uh, Matt, Maddie had 35 points. She is an amazing athlete, an amazing scorer. She's also a, she plays like a linebacker. So, she, if, you know, she can shoot it, but she will also run you over on her way to the rim if she needs to. Is there any chance the Gophers can land her and Adrian Peterson's daughter? No idea. Uh, Maddie, I, I, I don't know as much about Adrian's daughter other than she's obviously talented. Maddie Greenway is going to be able to go anywhere she wants. I don't know where, you know, Chad went to Iowa. Chad and his wife both went to Iowa. They might want her to be the next Caitlin Clark. Um you know, I don't think they mind traveling out of state to go see their daughter play. Uh, you know, I, I just don't know if the Gophers have a real, uh, realistic chance. Yeah, so that that would that would certainly be a, a, unfortunate if they couldn't get her. But we understand that uh, you know people go out of state just like uh, watching Nolan Winter play for Wisconsin the other day, and you know his his father played for the Gophers, Trevor Winter. Um, and Nolan looks like he's getting some some meaningful minutes on a Wisconsin team, on the men's team, that looks pretty good. I would say that you know, the whole idea that you have to keep all of your players in state is ridiculous. It doesn't work like that in any state. Um, 
but you need to get enough, right? And I would say that the Trevor Winter one, the, the, the Nolan Winter one is, that's a disappointment. You know, that's a guy you should, when his father played at the, for the Gophers and then he decides to go to Wisconsin, that, that one hurts. Uh, Jim, some other things going on. Um, let's see, we've got, uh, while they're on the All-Star break now, uh, Vikings, there was a, um, uh, God, was it a senior bowl tryout that they were doing yesterday? I I actually was flipping through channels and saw that that, uh, the, it, it looked kind of like a combine with a bunch of senior athletes doing that. They do this every year, right? That they, you know, all the best seniors go and get together and they play in a game and they had to do workouts prior to that. It, it feels like it's an NFL type of thing. Yeah, I mean, there there are a million things that are going on this time of year. There are private workouts for teams. There are te- campus workouts for teams. There's a Senior Bowl. There are other games that are like the Senior Bowl. Uh, you know, it just it, it doesn't do none of it does much for me. Um, so I don't pay a whole lot of attention to it. The uh, NFL, uh, we saw a, a move is now uh, Mike McDonald is taking over as the head coach for the Seattle Mariners. He had been the defensive coordinator for the the Ravens. Thoughts on that hire? Very young, very talented guy. That defense played exceptionally well. He uh, he got he helped Kyle Hamilton develop into a star at a young age. So you know he's got a great resume. Uh, he's highly thought of. He did really good work. You know, is he going to be a great head coach? I have no idea. He's so young. It's it feels like a feels like a gamble. But you know, I mean, all all hires are gambles. You really don't know. Uh, what you're going to get until you until you get the guy, but you know, impressive guy, impressive resume. Is Pete Carroll looking for a job still? He did not sound like he wanted to retire. He he handled that situation with an incredible amount of class. He was basically being forced out from a job where he had performed very well, um, and he did not sound like he was ready to retire. I just don't know if and whether it's fair or not. We can debate. I just don't know that anybody wants to, you know, start over with someone at his age. Listen, he's got plenty of energy. He remains incredibly intense, incredibly youthful in the way he lives. Uh, I think he's a great guy. Um, You know, if I were a GM, I'd be very interested in either him or Belichick. It's just, it is fascinating. I mean, Carol and Belichick are both going to the Hall of Fame and nobody seems interested in them right now. It's fascinating. And I think... I think in the NFL, you know, it tends to be a copycat league. NFL owners are not necessarily very smart when it comes to football, so they tend to do what they've seen other people do. And it just looks like everybody's trying to hire the next Sean McVay. So they're going young. That's kind of the goal yeah. at this point. Well, I mean, I'm just – every owner ha- might have a unique uh, approach and thought process, but they all end up, or seem to be ending up in the same place. Not all, but most end up – they seem to want their own person – their own young person who can grow into the role, and maybe maybe they're landing the next Belichick or Carroll instead of just hiring Belichick or Carroll. Yesterday, you you mentioned uh, to me about uh, a topic that we could discuss: uh, Anthony Edwards and officials. Thoughts on that? Yes. Well, Towns has not gotten treated has not been treated well by NBA officials. He doesn't get the calls other All Stars of his caliber get. Uh, this year, he's toned down his complaining. And he's still not getting calls. So now we're seeing Anthony Edwards as a rising star, obviously not getting calls that other players would get. I mean, you know, the other night somebody hammered his forearm as he was trying to dunk. Um, you know, star players get that call. He's not getting that call. He's becoming more vociferous. After the game, he ripped on the refs. And I don't blame him 
for kind of calling attention to the fact that he's not getting calls and he didn't get calls in the Oklahoma City game. He also, but he took the extra step of saying that you know refs are dirty, and I just don't think that's right. I, I don't. You, if you're, you want to say somebody missed a call or doesn't call your game the way it should be called, that that I think that's absolutely within your right. And yes, you're going to get fined, but it's probably worth it. Uh, you start, you know, once you start accusing people of conspiracies or you know being unethical, you better have you better have more evidence than just somebody didn't make a call you didn't like. All right, Jim, what do you got in your podcast? Good Dawn of Sports, Don Mitchell, Ron Johnson, Shanae Marks Johnson, two great local athletes who, uh, who are now, you know, parents. Um, good conversation with her and with them and Don. Uh, we have a good uh, good John Krasinski show out on the Timberwolves. Again, we'll have Chris Finch as our guest at Head Flyer Brewing, 7 p.m. Saturday night in Minneapolis. And uh, we'll do the Jeff Diamond show this morning, talk a lot about the salary cap and how the Vikings can fit all these players under the cap. All right, very good. Thank you, Jim. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks, Jim. It's Jim Suhan, Star Tribune Sports Columnist, joining us every weekday morning at this time. Follow him on Twitter at Suhan Strib. Check out his latest column in the Star Tribune or his podcast at talknorth.com. Jim, today brought to you by the Green Mill in downtown St. Cloud. News from ABC's next on WJON.